0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone! Uh, thanks for joining. Um, thanks for joining and listening in. And I want to welcome our first podcast. Welcome you to our first podcast of the year. Um, I am Sabra Robinson, founder of the Black Women Widows Empowered, uh, where since 2015, we have empowered widows of color via podcasting, blogging, uh, book discussions, publishing meetups, dating events, and even online love, intimacy, and uh, Facebook support groups uh, as it relates to the Black Widow Women. So, Welcome to our podcasting world for today's episode. I would like to welcome uh, a special guest who I've known for a little over a year, um, John Polo. Are you on the call? I am. How are you today? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. And uh, everyone, John is a widower, he's a stepdad, Uh, he's an author, a blogger, and speaker. Uh, John met his love, the love of his wife, Michelle, at a young age, and the two dated for a year in high school, and eight years later, they reunited and planned to spend the rest of their lives together. So, uh, I want to welcome John. I don't want to, um, uh, give away too much, but I did want to plug in, you know, a little bit about your, ba- about your background. Um, so sure. let's go ahead and get started, um, you know, I know we've been connected here on Facebook. You know, like I said, for a little over a year, uh, over a year, and I've I've seen beautiful postings about your wife. You know, when I first heard of you, um, it was actually your Facebook um, post that caught my attention. Your Facebook uh, public page, uh, better not bitter widower, and I tell you, um, I could read the passion, love. you had for your wife and and your postings and you know I'll never forget um how I wrote a comment and and you took the time to really respond it was like a personal response and you you know you're this um person with this huge following and I'm like oh my god he responded to me (laughs) so uh I just thought that was you know I really appreciated that and I was like okay he is cool he really is and um Appreciate, you know, the love and um, the support you have given me and the support you have given other, uh, you know, people who have, uh, who are grieving. And um, so I wanted to invite you um, and I want to thank you as well for being my first podcast of the year. I took a break um, mm-hmm. from last year and uh, it was just really busy. It was really hectic for me and I'm kind of glad that uh, you are the first uh, one that I'm able to interview this year. So thank you again. And I'm so glad that we finally touched base. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. So, you know, John, I I know your story. Many have heard your story. But can you chat a little bit about how your story came to be, if you don't mind? Yeah, um, so
1: Michelle and I, we actually grew up in the same suburb, but we didn't really know each other, Um, and we actually ended up both moving away, and um, when we both moved away, we would go back to that same suburb to hang out with our our old friends, and it was at that Mm -hmm. point that we developed crushes on each other, and... um, finally about 2 months after i started to like her i got the courage to ask her out although i was kind of a wuss mm-hmm. back then so i didn't even ask her out myself um i had my friend ask her out through AOL instant messenger so if anybody's oh old goodness. enough to remember yeah yes, i do instant i remember messenger. AOL <laughs> right yep wow. um
0: yeah. so
1: we yep we started going out um we lived about 2 hours away so we were I was 17 when we started going out. Um, she was 16, I think. My math is a little fuzzy. But, and we lived two hours away. Okay. So we did fall in love, and it was like that that soulmate type love. But we lived so far. We were teenagers. We were both insecure. We dated for about a year before we broke up. Um, we tried to be friends, but we couldn't. The feelings were too strong. So we actually yeah uh, lost touch. right? Eight years. We didn't talk for eight years. Um, oh my god! And one day I was, yeah. One day I was sitting. Uh, I would look for her periodically um, on Facebook or MySpace or whatever, but I could never find her. She had, I had heard she got married, and I didn't know her last her new last name. Um, but eight years after we broke up, I was sitting at my computer, and up popped an email from her. Um, mm. And long story short. We ended up uh, reuniting, and we, as you said, plan to spend the next 50 years of our life together um, alongside her daughter, who I won't mention her name for sake of privacy, but uh, she is obviously my stepdaughter now, and she's the the love of my life. Um, So we plan to spend the next 50 years together. About two years after we got back together, she got diagnosed with cancer, and it was actually... They thought it was kidney cancer, but it turned out to be a very rare type of cancer that only one person a year in the whole world gets. So, oh my
0: goodness! Mm.
1: Yeah, she was never the type to feel bad for herself, so she would joke that she won the lottery. Um, mm-hmm. She fought. She fought it for two and a half years, uh, and it was bad. It was just, she did the chemo, the radiation, surgery after surgery, clinical trials. She put up an epic fight, um, but then she ended up passing away January 22nd of 2016. So we were together as mm. a, one year as teenagers and just under five years as adults.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful love story, you know, although the ending wasn't, you know, I'm sure what you expected, but, you know, right. nevertheless, it was it was, it was was beauty in how you all connected and reconnected. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, go ahead. I, I, I was
1: very bitter the whole two and a half years she was sick, and then at the end of hospice, I kind of came to the realization that, you know, she was going to get cancer anyways, but the fact that we were brought back together for five years, in some way we were blessed for that, um, to have those exactly. years together before she passed away. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, you mentioned you were you were bitter those years and I'm assuming that's how your blog came to be because of your bitterness and you know, it's it's really a lovely blog that, you know, I'm assuming is dedicated to her memory. Um, you've you've had some really, you know, passionate posts about her and is there any specific posts that, um, I don't know, that that you are, you know, fond of or that's really special to your heart?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of them. I I was bitter for two and a half years, and I I was able to kind of rid myself of that during her very last days at hospice. A friend actually sent me a meme, and it was about, like, how you can choose to be better or bitter. Um, So a month Mm. after she passed, I started to... Yeah. Um, A month after she passed, I started the blog and I named it Better Not Bitter Widower. And at first, it was really just to keep her memory alive. That was the only, you know, the only goal of it. Um, And since then, it's become this whole other animal. I think you can relate. We have 20,000 followers in two years.
0: Yeah. I wrote
1: a book and I'm a life coach. It It starts small and then you realize that not only are you helping others to find healing, but you're healing yourself. And it becomes a passion. I think you can relate. Um, But as Mm -hmm. far as the exact question you had, there's two posts that like really, there's a ton of posts um, that (laughs) are are very heartfelt because I do pour it all out. There's two that I really like. One is basically a selfie of myself and it talks about um, strengths and how, you know, we're not supposed to be strong all the time. We're supposed to fall mm-hmm. apart when these things happen. And actually, yes. you have a quote in my book, and uh, I'm paraphrasing because <laughs> I don't have it in front of me, but it, it says something along the lines of, don't let anyone bully you out of your grief. You are allowed to break. And I love yes. that because it's not about how many oh. times we break, right? It's not about us breaking. Right. It's a, that's expected. It's about us eventually getting back up. Um, yes. So that's one. And then the other one is that went completely viral. It broke the Internet. <laughs> it, um, yes, yes. It's Michelle. And, <laughs> I
0: think yeah, I know. It's,
1: yeah. It's Michelle in her wedding dress. Um, so long story short, mm. she was diagnosed July 22nd of 2013, and they scheduled her first surgery for July 31st. At this point, we were engaged. We weren't married. So we rushed to the courthouse four days after she was diagnosed, you know, a few days before her surgery. She was violently ill. She was throwing up. She was in extreme pain. We Mm. got married. Her stepdaughter, my stepdaughter was there with us. I was sobbing the whole time because I feared losing her again. I had already lost her once as a teenager.
0: Um, So Mm.
1: we became man and wife. Yeah, we became man and wife that day. And then we actually ended up going straight to the emergency room after. Um, But the post is actually of Michelle in her wedding dress. What happened was when they said that she was, in fact, terminal in May of 15, we decided we wanted to try to plan a wedding, a small, intimate wedding with about 40 family and friends. We planned it. She bought the dress. She passed away two weeks before it was supposed to take place. So the the post is basically yeah, (laughs) the post is basically her in her wedding dress a picture that I found on her phone uh, a couple (gasps) weeks after she died and it basically talks about like how I don't it's not a long post but it is probably like 20 sentences Um, you know how I I can't wait, I want to live a long life and I want to be happy again and I want to find love again but I also can't wait until I get to see her again, and I hope she's waiting for me in the wedding dress. So that's the post, in a yeah.
0: nutshell. Yeah, and it made its way around the internet like crazy. Um, that was—I'm sure that wasn't expected. I mean, how did you feel when you? I mean, that—that that was, you know, I hate to say it's awesome, but I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's great that you got the attention, and you know. So that others can read your story and and relate to your grief. You know, how how did that affect you after that went viral? How did that did that affect you in any way? Um
1: well I I felt good first of all because she was not materialistic at all. Like she didn't care if what we had, but she loved that dress. <laughs> she loved it. I <laughs> said that beautiful. she loved it more than she loved me. <laughs> yeah. I say she loved it more than she loved me. So I I was happy that the world got to see her in it. Because it really did. Like it was on today dot com and yahoo dot com. It was the front of everything. Um and then I showed it to my stepdaughter a few days later after it went viral and she was glowing. (laughs) And I, I never saw her glow like that, that her mom was being seen by the world. So that, that really affected me in that way. And then it did, you know, it did increase my following. I think I was at like 12,000 and it went up to 16, which it's not about the numbers. It's about using what happened to us to help others. That is so rewarding. Um, yes. That people saw that, and that people, it, it helped others find some form of healing or appreciation. So that's what I took out of it.
0: Wow, wow. That's you know for today. Dot com to pick it up, and you know I was expecting to see you live on today, <laughs> but you know what? Right. I that will happen. I'm I'm hoping that'll happen for you because you know the world really needs to in my you know, in my view. I think they really need to see you um in the media and um just talk with you. So, you know, I wish you luck in that area, I really do. Um I just I just pray much success to to you and your book and um you know your your stepdaughter. Uh, I read your post and it's just really um you know you've you've really grown from that, at least from what I can see and with your grief coaching and and uh, you're really affecting a lot of people, and I just give you kudos, kudos to you. You know, um, so if there's anything that uh, I can help, you know, propel you, you know, just just let me know. Um, I definitely I'm grateful that you are, um, you know, a part of this podcast. Um, I know we we're supposed to get together uh, in November but i think this is the i think this is the best timing for us i think this is uh well worth it you being my first um interview of the year I'm, I'm i'm very humbled at that i i really am and um Thank you. i just i'm just looking for more from you and i know more is on the way um and you know like you said you wrote the book um the book is awesome it's it's funny it's um you know, it can make you cry. It's just your whole personality. I see your whole personality in the book. What made you write your yeah. book? And can you give us give us the title of your book? <laughs> and yeah, where you can find widowed. it, where we can find oh. it.
1: Yeah. It's called Widowed. So not widow, not widower, but widowed. Rants, yeah. raves, and randoms. And it's on Amazon. Or you can just literally put in Widowed by John Polo on Amazon. And you would find exactly. it, um, you know, she was at hospice, and in the last 10 days or so, she was in a coma. And I wrote her eulogy, and it was really when I started writing her eulogy that I started to find some form of healing. Um, mm. And after that, I started to write a book, and I wrote 27,000 words in a week. And that is wow. not this book. That Yeah, that book is like our full love story, which I still have to work on. It's not even close to being done. Oh,
0: my goodness. But Really?
1: I Wow yeah. Okay. <laughs> I um I you know, she I started the blog and about a year after I decided I really wanted to get something out right away. I saw the need to get something out right away beyond just our love story, something about grief and healing. Mm-hmm. And um I put the book together pretty quick and I designed it. One of the things that I hear a lot of people say that they like is that it's not a huge novel, necessarily. It's something that you can pick up on a random day and read. I designed it for people who have grief brain, who don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to read a ton. I think your book is a lot like that, too. It's something that, you know, you can just pick up when you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. Um, and yeah. I did design it yeah. so that it is, yeah. I designed it so that my vision was I wanted someone to be on an airplane reading it and crying and then laughing hysterically the next second so that, like, the person next to them would oh. think they were crazy. That was my vision, and I think I accomplished
0: it. Oh, I, I believe you did as well. It's, it's full of, you know, um, it, it, it's unlike any Widow book I've seen. You know, it's right. the way it's layout, the layout of it, it's just so different. And even just the simplicity of the cover just gets your attention. Right. And so, you know, I'm I'm thankful that um, I'm part of it as well. So thank you for including me, in my quote. I, I was oh, uh, for sure. honored to be a part of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So definitely yeah definitely. Um, listeners you can find it on Amazon. It has it's on Amazon. several yeah, several reviews on it. You know, it's <laughs> when I when I put in the word widow, you're right. Your name pops up <laughs> Right. I know him. I know him. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, yeah. um, what messages, you know, would you like listeners to leave with you today?
1: I think I'm like you. I think I could talk about like grief and healing all day, right? But um, whenever <laughs> anyone asks me what message I want someone to have, I always go back to when she was dying or right after she died, and I want to talk to those people. And the message is, because I think one that happens when your spouse dies or, you know, when your child dies, what happens is you feel like you're dying. You can't breathe. <laughs> you can't get up mm-hmm. off the floor because you can't stop crying. And Exactly. you don't know how you're going to make Yeah, and you don't know. People say take it day to day, but in those moments, you can't even think that you're going to get to the next hour, right?
0: Yep, and yep. And
1: my message is for those people, you can survive. You have to focus on survival first. I know how hard it is. I know you can't breathe. I know that you think you can't go on. I know you think it's going to kill you. But you can survive. There is a whole community of people who have survived when they didn't think they could, and that eventually – you will actually smile again and you will actually breathe again. And it won't ever be the same breath. Like, you'll never breathe the exact same, okay? But you will breathe again and you will smile again. And that is my message to people, to just hang on because it does evolve and you will find yourself again eventually.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, I wanted to also, you know – have you to you know give the readers? Is there anything that any events that's upcoming for you that you can kind of plug in this in this radio interview? You know so that others can kind of you know find you and and support you and go to where you're going. So is there anything upcoming that you would like to invite the listeners to to attend? Yeah, I
1: actually, yeah, I actually have an events page on my website because I do have about. I don't know, maybe seven or eight schedule for this year right now. Um, So if anybody is interested, they could go to my website. It's kind of a tongue twister, but it's betternotbitterwidower.com. And uh, they could go to the events page and check it out because some are in Illinois where I live, but some are across the country. And then um, the last thing I like to say is um, doing life coaching about six months ago. And uh, we focus on grief and love and healing, but we also focus on creating a new life because
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one of the things we have to understand is that as sad as it is, our old life is not coming back. So we have to look at how to create a new one. Um, So if anyone, you know, that strikes anyone, uh, I also offer details on that on my website as well. If anyone, if it strikes anyone's interest. (laughs)
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, I want to thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. John, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, being my first guest of the year. And as always, I always, uh, you know, extend my deepest condolences to you. Um, Doing great things and never give up. Um, just keep charging on and um everything will be okay and you know, like I said, I'm here if you need anything and uh, you know, good luck with your your stepdaughter as well and I hope she's doing fine. And uh so ladies and gentlemen, I, I wanna leave with you. You know, please remember grief never ends, but it does change. Uh it's a passage yep. and not a place to stay. And grief is not a sign of weakness nor lack of faith but it is of love. And with that, I will sign off. And thank you so much for joining. And you have a great rest of the day. And thanks for joining, Don, and talk to you soon.
1: Yep. Bye, everyone. Thank you.
0: All right. Bye-bye.